square fielder. He's gone to the dogs. Welcome once again, folks, to the Gone to the Dogs podcast. Your host, Steve Fielder. Very happy to come at you one more time here on the day after Christmas. Can you believe Christmas came and went just like that? Uh, We uh, uh, look for it all year long and prepare for it and all that, and especially the kids, and it's gone. And now we're looking forward to the Grand American, which will be the weekend after uh, New Year's. Uh, the big grand American coon hunt in Orangeburg, South Carolina, uh, always starts the four, the Thursday after New Year's Day. So we're looking forward to being there in the big white vendor barn where I usually am with Terry Walker, American Cooner, Full Crime Magazines. Looking forward to seeing a lot of you there. Now, last week on the podcast, we had Clayton Stark of Stark Outdoors, and uh, we kind of put uh, Clayton on the spot a little bit and ask him to talk to us a little bit about a dog uh, that uh, is kind of sweeping the country right now as far as his popularity and the interest that he's generating in, in the coon dog world. And that's the uh, Davis Rosedale Frogger dog. Well, folks, we have the source of the information on Frogger. We've got his owner, Virtual Davis Jr., here with us tonight, and of course my sidekick, Keston Jesse from over there in the hills of Virginia, is with us too. Virtual, it's a real joy to have you on the podcast. How you doing, friend? I'm doing good. Good, good. That's good to hear. Nice and warm and toasty up there in northwest <laughs> Ohio tonight, I guess. Oh, yeah. What's, what is the temp up there I, right I now? I think it's think? about 23 degrees with uh, 10-mile-an-hour winds. Oh, that makes it nice, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Well, Keston, last night you called me, and you were on the way back from the woods and uh, uh, tried to decide whether to make another drop. I believe you told me it was 26, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, tw- there in Virginia? 26 degrees of 21-mile-an-hour wind guest, yeah. <clears throat> well, that's nice and balmy. We, we got a little cold snap down here in Florida right now, too. It's about... Uh, in the mid fifties, <laughs> but uh, and my brother will be coming down here uh, in a few days, and uh, he always looks for beach weather. But I think he's going to be a little bit surprised this year, <laughs> for sure. Well, virtual, we don't want to take up a lot of your time. We want to talk about your dog. Dog on it. That that Frogger is really making a lot of news around the country. Uh, a lot of people talking about him, and I see. On your Facebook page, there's just a constant stream of people asking about Frogger pups and uh, and where they can get one. And I notice there's a lot of them that want one that's already trained its own coon. <laughs> they want all all the work cut out of yeah. it. But let, let's let's before we get into this Frogger phenomenon, let's just talk a little bit about you. Uh, you you live up in Northwestern Ohio. Uh, tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, yeah, I live up here in northwest Ohio. I'm about 10 miles from Indiana, 20 miles from Michigan. Um, married, been married for 30 years. Got uh, three children, two grandchildren. Awesome. Um, 
own my own little trucking company. That's what I do for a living. And uh, okay, yeah, yep. Well, that's good. That's good. Did you grow up in the country or in town? Gr- grew up in the country. Yeah, yeah, on a farm. Yep, maybe or yep, just yeah, out in the country. We had, you know, chickens. Had pigs a few different times and uh, lots yeah. of coon dogs. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of coon dogs. So you started out coon hunting then at a young age. Yes, maybe. Yep, my dad. Yeah. my dad started taking me, and uh, I think he carried me a lot of the times. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like my background. Well, if I can be so bold to ask you, how old are you now? Forty-eight. Virtual? Oh, you're just a kid, man. I, got <laughs> I you. don't feel like I got Steve. you by nearly 30 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's great. Fantastic, man. I'd love to be 48 again. How old are you, Kessler? 28. 28. Yeah. There he shaves another 20 yep. off right there. Yeah. You guys, you young guys are killing me. That's the part about coon hunting that's so tough is that, you know, you still want to do it. You want to do it forever. But the old body wears out on you, you know. It's kind of like an old coon dog. They just don't live long enough. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, what are some of the memories you remember, you know, as a kid from your coon hunts and all? Do, do you have any of the earliest memories? Oh, um, you know, I hunted with my dad all the time. Dad was a – he never really was a competition hunter, but he was a heck of a dog man. Very good training yeah. pups. Uh, he always yeah. had a lot of patience and, uh, I don't know. He just, he was a good dog man and I got, yeah. I got to follow him around. He always, he made sure I had the chance to go to hunts and, uh, mm-hmm. got me hooked up with the right people, you know, to be able to do that. Sure. And, yep. Well, we, yeah, we had a couple of world hunts up in your general neck of the woods, uh, up there we had we were at van work yep. one year and we were at limo one year uh how, how far are you from limo uh, about an hour oh yeah okay. i'm about yeah i think 40 minutes from van we're straight north of there you're up around defiance yes yeah yeah uh-huh. yeah there's been a lot of good hunts over the years uh up in that area for sure so when you were a kid Growing up hunting with your dad, was the coon population real good up yeah. there? Yeah, yep. We've always had yeah. a lot of coon and uh, used to have a lot of hunters. Now we don't have that. Yeah. Well, I think that's universal. Yep. You know, it, we've definitely thinned out the number of coon hunters, but uh, still got plenty of coons. That's yes. good to hear. Well, um, yeah, you. although your dad wasn't a competition hunter, did he belong to a local coon club yeah, there? Yeah, we, uh, uh-huh. Defiance, you know, we also, yeah. we've got three, four clubs right around us here. Yeah, yeah, but Defiance was our main club. Right. Well, there's been quite a few uh, notable coon hunters from that area. Yes. Uh, yeah. Off the top of your head, some of them that you know or you've coon hunted with up around in that area. Uh, I've been pretty blessed to grow up with some of the, in my eyes, some of the best there is. Uh, you know, I hate to mention names because I know I'm going to some, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, Kurt Seibert. He, exactly. You know. I know Kurt from back in his plot oh, days. Oh, yeah, old when Sarge, he was, Sarge too. Yeah, Sarge, and I hunted with 
with Kurt and Sarge at Plot Days one year at, at Langsburg, Michigan. And then uh, I hunted with the – and then, of course, he switched over to Walker's. And uh, I think most people remember will recognize Kurt by the Schooner River Fred yes. dog. And uh, I hunted several nights with Fred up in Michigan when Eric Fairchild yep. and Brian Gray, those guys had him up yes. there. And then Kurt got a hold of him and started advertising him some and all, and he got to be pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Did you hunt with Fred yes. some? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. There's quite a lot of a lot of uh, pups around out of Schooner River Fred, and, of course, that comes down then to the bone collector dog yep. through Homer and, and uh, all that. So that's, a, that's an extremely well-known, popular line of walkers right there. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, Fred Bodenberg, he's the guy that kind of started the pH yes. fr- uh, craze, yep, isn't he? sure is. Yeah. What can you tell me about that? Uh, Fred had a little female he called Bodenberg's Fish, and she was straight yeah. off a of stylish clover, and the old, uh, I guess she would have been off the wiggly female that Fred had. And mm-hmm. uh, he named her Fish after a rock band. And uh, we all spelled the P-H with that. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of carried it on. Fish made it into the Hall of Fame, reproducing. Yeah. And that's kind of where that, you know, we're just kind of keeping that name going in honor of old Fish. She was a, I hunted many a nights with Fish. That was a real dog. I see. Well, you know, years ago when I was with PKC, I hunted with Sluggo Payton down there. And he was hunting a dog called Fine. Yep, I sold Fine to him. PH. Yes, oh, did I you did. really? A lot of people don't know yeah. that, but yeah, wow. I owned old Fine. Yeah. I bought him from Fred when he was about five months old, and I sold him to Slug okay. Owen. Yep. Yeah. Did he sell him to Vogel or did uh, Sluggo or, sold him to or J- J.C. Ellis? Yeah, J.C. Ellis. J.C. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, Sluggo. Uh, hunted for both those guys at yes. one time or another. Yep. And, yeah, I always enjoy seeing Sluggo. In fact, the last time I was at the PKC World Hunt in Salem, which would have been a couple of years ago, Sluggo was there, and he was had a fish fry going mm-hmm. for everybody. Yep. So a great guy <clears throat> from down around the Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Yes. Yeah, that brings back some good yep. memories. Well, yeah, and, uh, uh, well, the stylish dogs, the stylish queen oh, dogs. Yeah. It's from that yes. area there where you're yep. from. Chuck Smearsaw. Yeah. Yep. Hunted with Gary Bradbaugh. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Billy so, Cordy. Yeah. Dwayne Karras. You know. Oh, yep. yeah. I remember Dwayne real well from my PKC yes. days. Used to have a, a lot of conversations with, uh, with Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. All good stuff. Yeah. So you really came out of a good area. Yeah. And I imagine when you started going to the hunts, uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you probably got some thirty dollar. You better believe it. <laughs> with a bunch, <laughs> bunch of guys like yeah. that. Hey, they were they were all great, but you better be packing mm-hmm. a coon dog when you showed up because they were, you know. Yeah. 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 Man, what a great place to learn yes. a sport. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I can't get this guy here that's uh, on, been on our podcast a few times here now, the, uh, Keston, 
to to get in the hunch yet, but he keeps saying that he's going to. And I believe he's got a dog that's got a bright future once he he learns the game, learns the rules and all that. Uh, but uh, Keston and I partner on a puppy uh, that's out of the dog that we're going to be talking about here in, in just a little bit. But, uh, uh, well, okay, let's talk about your background in, in competition. When, when did you start? When did I start? You start, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm I, sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was probably 14 when I first started you know, we'd, dad would take me to the defiance club hunts, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how I got, you know, trying to learn it and whatnot. And then sure. he, he hauled me around, uh, you know, defiance and Paulding and, and, uh, some oh, of the yeah. places, lower Michigan, you know, and, and mm-hmm. then, uh, Onstead, yes, maybe yes, or... Onstead, mm-hmm. reading, reading. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, then we ended up, uh, I'm sure you remember old Jim Chaffin's Oakwood English Kennels. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was uh, from uh, around Auburn, you Indiana. Or, uh, Garrett. Yeah. Yep. Super yes. guy. Yeah. Well, he was Garrett. a good friend of ours. And my dad said, hey, Jim, will you take this boy and haul him around? And uh, my dad would take me up there wow. on Friday after school. And a lot of times would pick me up Sunday. And I'd I'd go Friday and huh? Saturday night with Jim and and uh, boy we we had a good time, Jim and his guys. And well, you couldn't have yeah you couldn't have been with a no, better guy no than him. That's so that's sure. that's how I really you know I went to a lot of hunts with them guys. Did, yeah, well, you know, back in our the day when we started the Beagle program. With uh, UKC when I was there, we got over in that area quite a mm-hmm. bit, you know. And uh, but but I always saw Jim at English Days and see him at uh, at Autumn Oaks and and all. Yeah. And I always enjoyed the experience uh, being around Jim Chaffins, just a super guy. Who was the younger? Well, maybe you were the guy that was hunting with him a lot. Was there another? Younger guy or something that hunted or we, a partner that he had on. Yeah, he or, had Delbert Bowman and uh, that's Mark it. Fry. That's who I'm t- Mark Fry there mm-hmm. from Hamilton. Yeah, and uh, it right. was usually the four right. of us going to the hunts. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Talked to a good friend Lee Kearns down in South Carolina, and he was originally from Kentucky, and his background was like that going with his older brother and some of the other older hunters. And, you know, he got to hunt with dogs like Merchant's Banjo, too, and 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 uh, Gold Creek Mundo, and a lot of dogs that are famous on pedigrees and in the, in the history books of the Walker breed. And uh, that heritage, man, uh, virtual, that, that's so yes. important. And, and uh, I wish I could get more of the young guys to uh, and I think Keston's one that kind of really likes to to know the background history and stuff of the dogs. I think that's yep. important uh, and it's fascinating, <clears throat> really. Yeah. What well, do you remember? Your first win, first cast win, um, or, or placement, or night champion? Or well, whatever? I was hunting a little English female. I called Patch. That me and my dad had. We owned the mother and father. That that was really my first dog that I trained. And uh, I don't remember if it was my first one, but I remember placing uh, 10th place at the Ohio State Championship. 
it had to be one of the first ones that I'd ever won. Yeah. And I went on and made her a night champion and ended up selling her to Jim yeah. Chapins. And, um, oh, okay. She was a nice dog, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Keston, you have anything you'd like to ask uh, Birchwell about it? the background there and all before we move on to, to old frog no i'm just taking it all in trying <laughs> to learn something <laughs> <laughs> well i tell you um i hadn't heard too much about your dog uh until i saw that he won the super stakes what what year and what division did he win it would have been um would have been 2021 the fall division three-year-old yeah okay that he won it okay yeah and then i know that he won the 2021 akc yes. world championship yep. and that was a real significant win in my book because i was there you know i was the guy that akc said come help us restart our our coonhound yeah right and we wanted to start out with a fresh set of rules and so forth. And that's when Jerry Mall came on to help me and Lindell Price in Virginia and Jimmy Phillips in Georgia and David McKee in South Carolina. And so we were there from the foundation of that event. And for a while there, it was really going big guns. And then the interest kind of fell out a little bit because of uh well so much competition you know pkc ukc chk see uh, all those kind of things but uh, i've always kind of had a special place for that akc world championship because i know that some really good coon dogs have won that thing yeah. in the past and i remember the uh the dog of larry weavers uh you know the uh well, I say I remember him. Uh, what was his name? Fred? No. <laughs> what? What's the little dog that won it twice? He won it in South Carolina, and he won it up the, in Chillicothe, Ohio. Mr. Smith? I, or? I'll think of his Mr. Yep. Smith. Thank <laughs> you very much. Yeah, and, and he was a really nice dog. And, uh, oh, just a lot of them. I start naming names, and I'm, we're recording this thing in the evening. That's the wrong <laughs> time for this old man to be recording. I, my mind is fertile and fresh in the mornings. Yep. <laughs> but by the time of this day, I, I wore out. But anyway, so I got to hearing this and that, you know, about this dog named Frogger. And, of course, I, I knew uh, that you had a good man handling when uh, one yes. of the best in Eric Pyatt. And uh, so, I, you know, first thing you know, everybody's talking about this dog with the distinctive mouth and that he's producing good puppies. And uh, so I just, you know, that's what I want, really want to talk to you about as much as we can in the time that we've got virtual um how did frogger come into your life well my son had bought frogger's mother from fred bodenberg you know just to, as a puppy and uh he was in the process of training her and he was in a car wreck so uh we mm. you know it, it was a bad car wreck and and so the coon hunting was done for us so uh I actually, probably going on a year, 
after his wreck, um, sold her to Steve Burkholder. And, uh, mm. you know, we'd mm-hmm. talked, and, and me and Steve's good friends. I, I think the world of Steve. Yes, good he man. is. And uh, Steve said, you know, he said, if I go to get rid of her, he said, you'll be the first one I call. And uh, we spent a lot of time nursing homes and that with my son and rehabilitation. And uh, right. so Coon Hunt was the furthest thing from my mind, you know. And ended up, I had a chance to get her back down the road. And I, I can't remember how old she was at this point. Now, this is the yes. flare female, yes. right? Okay. And uh, got her back. And, uh, you know, I started hunting a little bit. And, not much, but I was hunting some, and I had Mark McGinn and his son taken, and, and and they made her a UKC night champion, a PKC champion for us. And well, at some point there, Fred Bodenberg, his he'd lost both of his females, so he he was kind of mm. out of the breeding part of it. And we talked about it, thought you know what, it, it'd be best for Flair to go back to him and, and maybe he can, you know, get pups out of her and try to continue on this thing. So that's what we did. And, uh, I told Fred, I said, if, cause Flair was one of them that she had weird heat cycles. She was hard to get pups out of. And I said, if you happen to get a litter out of her, you know, someday I'd like to have a pup. And, uh, he ended up, breeding her to wipe out spinal tap. She had four pups, raised three of them. And I'd, I'd, you know, he'd told me he had male and two females and they were all spoken for. And I said, boy, I'd like to have that male. And it just so happened, Rab, Rob Fry and Kenny bought and they owned spinal mm-hmm. tap at the time. And Fred called him and told him, you know, that I was interested in that male. And, and they both said, hey, let him have him. And that's that's how it happened. That's how you got him. How old was he? Oh, I think he was seven weeks old, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll be darned. Now, did the Spinal Tap dog? Did you ever hunt with him? Do you know anything Um, about him? Okay. Kurt Seibert bought the dog when he was like ten years old, nine, ten years old, just Mm. to get semen off of him. And uh, you know, all I know is what Kurt's told me. Kurt said he's a coon treer. Sure. Well, you know, if Kurt showed that much interest in him, and especially an older dog like that, there was yeah, something there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Kurt's yep. a good dog man, no question. And Tap about. is out of the old Zoe uh, female that that Kurt had. I remember when they were, Kurt was hunting yep. Zoe. I sure she was out of friends. Zoe was out or, of Parsley's Raging Bull. Or, and that's right. Yes, Whitey and Kurt's old and female, yep. which was a litter mate to Bodenberg's mm. fish. So Yeah. Yep. There we go. Yeah. Connection back yep. to old fish there. Well, so right away did you notice that distinctive yeah. mouth? Yeah. That he, puppy. <laughs> Where does that come from? Do you know dogs in behind a frogger that had not, that not that really type um, of voice? You know the mm-hmm. He's Frogger's got a really good mouth. Um, right. A lot of people rave about his mouth, and I love his mouth. 
but he he don't have oh, the yeah. mouth that some of his ancestors had. Parsley's Raging Bull, Johnson's Delta Rebel, them right. dogs right there had the best mouths I've ever heard hung on a dog. But mm -hmm. I hunted with Boyle one time in the Pikachu yep. World Hunt down at yep. Aurora, right? But, mm. Jeff, uh, Jeff was uh, uh, Stafford okay. was hunting him for uh, yep. for Charlie. I think, yeah. But mm -hmm. as far as the distinctness, I, I don't really know where that comes from. Because, you know, he's yeah. he's got yeah. that mouth that when he opens, everybody knows it's him, you know. It's, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Is he a pretty uh, high-end strike He dog? used to be. Or, or he how used would to you? be. When yeah. he started off, he was, a, you know, he was a hundred strike dog. When we started running him in the hunts, he realized that if he would keep his mouth shut, nothing would follow him. So he just came to learn mm -hmm. to sneak off. Um, yeah. yeah, so the hunts changed him, you know. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, yep. and they will, for sure. The yes. smart ones, yes. you know, yeah, for sure. Well, um, what? how did, at what age did you well, start him? And how did he you started start himself? Um, you know, he was probably four and a half, five months old. He started treating cats around the house and, mm -hmm. and he'd never really been pinned up and he pretty much just, he slept on the lawnmower and he didn't have a dog pen. <laughs> so we ended up, once he started treating cats and stuff like that, I decided, well, it's time to pin him up and, uh, right. never fooled with him. Um, when he turned six months old on it, you know, his six month birthday, I thought, Right. I'm going to take that little devil back behind the house, see what he'll do. And I own a small woods here where I live. And I cut mm -hmm. him in there, and, and he went in there and struck a track and ran it. I mean, you'd have thought he had ran a, a thousand tracks. And come tree with three big, long, screaming squalls and broke it over to a chop and just treed every breath. And I went in there, and he had a coon. Six months Six old. Six months old. Yep. Yeah. Keston, you're going to have to get with it now. you got a couple couple months there with a little fancy, we call her. Yep. <laughs> She's oh, got the hunt and yep. hustle, I, I don't think. She's four months old, and she will leave her by yep. herself. And I mean, uh, the other night, she went 300 yards by herself. I mean, I was hunting her with another young dog I got, but I mean, opposite direction. Yep. <laughs> well that's cool so at six months then you see him tree strike running tree his own coon yep. and have it what did you do did you no. pour it on him then or did you I just, just took take it, it easy, easy on him yeah. you know uh, yeah. I don't know I just it's neat seeing them start that young but boy you can screw them up in a hurry and you know, I'd take him out once a week, sometimes twice a week for a drop or two. And I, I just think that's important just to, to go slow with him. Well, Keston and I have been having this conversation with, uh, with Fancy, or I mean about Fancy, and how we know that she's going to naturally go hunting. She's already trailed up a drag mm -hmm. and treated it strictly on scent, you know, on a coon that he'd killed earlier in the night. She didn't see the coon at all. 
It was in the truck. He took it out of the truck and made a drag with it. What'd you say, about 80 yards, Keston? Yeah, about 80 yards. I didn't let her see it or nothing, and then got her out of the dog box. And just as soon as she hit the ground, she went to it. And she. it took her a minute, but she found it and treed on it. That's good. Yeah. So we know the natural abilities yes. there. So so now the, the, the problem for us is going to be to take it slow with her and not, you know, get – Yep. Push her too fast, you know. I I think a lot of guys make that mistake yes. virtual, and you yep. alluded to that that they do. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, then uh, when did you start hunting him on a regular oh, basis? That that would have been in October. He was six months old, and you know, like November, I hunted him. And of course, November a lot of time here it's good hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. That's yes. when your season yes. comes in there. And, and I hunted him, yeah. you know, a couple nights a week. And it wasn't long. First of December or so, our coons kind of shut down, weren't moving. You know, as far as for a puppy, be able to tree him. And he mm-hmm. started doing some junking. So I put him up. And I just kind of, you know, I, I I drag him out on a night I thought maybe they were moving. and. uh you know, sometimes he'd go in there and strike him a deer, strike him a rabbit. And I'd take him back home. So it was probably March before I really set in and started hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. Well, we had uh, we had this conversation last night, you know, with uh, Kesson's got a real nice young dog uh, there named Clyde. And I think he he junked a little bit last night, probably mostly a sight race across the field. Bad night, you know, coons aren't moving, all that stuff. Those are the kind of nights that it's better to leave these pups at home. Uh, My dad taught me that years and years ago. He worked away during the week and was home on weekends, and he'd say, don't take my dogs out there on these old bright, cold, moonlight nights. You're just going to get them running junk. You know, yep. talking about young dogs. And, all, of course, when you're young and you want to hunt, you want to go every night. But uh, uh, it there's a lot of uh, yes, patience that goes into making a coon hog, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, people have heard me talk about those things a long time. What I, the reason that we have people on, like you on this this podcast, virtual is that you have a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, and we want to hear things from your you know, from your angle and all. But, uh, well, what, uh, how long was it before you put him in his first time? Oh, he was probably, probably 15, 16 months old. I carried him, you know, and I just wanted to, to kind of see what I needed to work on, put him in. I, I remember putting him mm-hmm. in a couple UKC hunts, or at least one, and didn't do any good. He looked good, but he... He, uh, these, this line of dogs, they don't want a tree with anything. And, you know, the whitey mm-hmm. line of dogs, if, if right. a dog trees a coon on them, like say right out of the truck, they'll pout up on you some. And you got to kind of mm-hmm. teach them, mm-hmm. you know, you either need to be here or get out of here. And I can I needed to see that because mm-hmm. I just hunted him alone, you know. And I, I seen that out of him and went right. to working on it. Then I put him in another UKC hunt, and I, I won that. 
And then uh, a friend of mine, Josh Johnson, and him and Chris Jackman, they asked if they could take him to a doubleheader, two doubleheaders, and get the money one on him. I was actually at the Ohio State Fair with my daughter showing pigs. And uh, they -hmm. took him and won three out of four rounds with him, got his money one, and he didn't see any more hunts till the Super Stakes then. I see. So you got, yeah. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of the way I did it, too, when I got into PKC and had a nice young walker female out of Mill Creek Molly in mm-hmm. Silver Dollar Stone. I just wanted yep. to get her money won, but I wasn't excited about keeping her, you know, in those hunts because back in the heyday of those pup derbies and all, there was a lot of good young dogs that were, were yes. burned out and ruined by hunting them too much with young dogs and too much stuff yep. going on, you know. But uh, yeah, well, that, that's great. So now he was a he yes, was a yes. fall pup. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So did you hunt him? At, I know he won it yes. as a senior, yep. right? Okay. Did you hunt him in in his sophomore yes. and junior? Yes, years? I actually super, took him uh, out there as a one year old, and uh, I doubled him up on mm-hmm. night one. And uh, came back on Friday night, didn't do any good. And then as a two-year-old, Eric hunted him, doubled him up, and didn't go any further. And then as a three-year-old, he won. Well, you know, guys that think you can just waltz out there to Salem you know, uh, with a good dog and just have a cakewalk right into the final four. I tell you what, awakening, don't they? You know, you think— That's- I go out here and double this dog up. It's not that hard. It is tough. It's tough. It is. Those late rounds you are, the, are the killer. Yep. <laughs> I got my little sad story. They've heard it on here before about when I was hunting at Kelly, her two-year-old. And, man, I had that cast one. I had it one. I had my money counted. I was going to the finals on Friday night. Is in a late round hunter with the dog that had won it the year before and all that. I guess I was hunting as a three-year-old. But anyway, she gets treed right at the end of the hunt, and I've got a treer or the stationary's going to catch me and get up there. And every tree on that ridge was as full of leaves as it could be except the one that she treed on, and it was slick <laughs> as a doorknob. I mean, and down the tube went about $2,500 yep. right then. Because back then it was paying pretty pretty strong yes. to get in the finals, you know, two two cast wins, you know. But, but you that's coon hunting, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so then you go out there. What did you, what did you do? Did you win the Super Stakes first, or did you win the Ohio? Well, that State That would have been the Ohio first? State Championship. We I think that is in like April. Okay. Yep, Eric uh, mm-hmm. handled him and. Uh, he had Jeff Stallard, Casey Stallard. Can't remember who the fork dog was in there, but they were hunting Joe. Set him up, Joe and O.C. George. They had Joe yep. and O.C. George. I saw that. Who was that fourth dog in that cast? I cannot think of oh, it right now. I, I, I can't either. Yep. I'll have to go back. And yeah, he that won up. that. And that that's the night that O got run over. Yep. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dangerous game, especially up there where you hunt. That brings up a little sidebar 
there. You know, you live in a part of the world where uh, a lot of good dogs have, have yes. gotten, gotten killed on those highways up there because you pretty much got hard roads all yes, the way around got the one sections, mile, don't you? You know, every, every mile is a road. And, uh, now that, that yeah. was my decision to, uh, you know, that, that's the reason I retired frog, you know, um, yeah. hard decision, but awfully, the, you know, the odds are pretty good of getting one killed. Well, I would say, especially in the case of a, a dog like frog that has got so much attention, got so much going for him his greatest value now yes. has got to be in the stud pen uh but it's hard to leave a good it really is. in the kennel <laughs> and you know that but it sure is <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i can imagine what would you do Keston? you've got a dog like that i don't know it'd be tough i i, I, <laughs> I can't leave him better i get to feel bad for him they uh It'd be tough. I'd say I'd have to hunt it some. I wouldn't be able to put it up for good, you know. I'd yep. have to pleasure hunt it some every now and then, once or twice yep. a month, I guess. Yeah, you it just takes one time, though. Are you going to hunt him yeah, at all? Yeah, yeah, I turn him loose night for last, let him tree two coon. Yep. Yeah, I'd yeah. do something like that, but I, I wouldn't throw him in the kennel for good. Yeah. Well, when you get out there and, and you're at the mercy of your guide, you know, when you go to a hunt and uh, nobody wants to say, well, I'm not going to turn loose. But sometimes you can look the situation over. You figure, well, it's not yes. worth it to me to take this chance, you know. But, but I, also, okay. I also don't know what it's like to hunt where you're at because where I'm at, there's some, there's some pretty safe places yeah. you can turn one loose. They go long yeah. before they get to the road. Yeah, he's kind of in rolling foothills of the of okay. mountains, you know, and and all. Okay, so you win the Ohio State Championship. So that's kind of your first. That was that was yes. before the Super Stakes win, right? Okay. Any other high points before you go to Salem? Yeah, and, it's uh, and, uh, it's hard for me to remember now, but we had uh, we'd run oh, some yeah. twenty five hundred dollar hunts, and. We pretty much got the money in, in all of them, I believe. I, I That year there, that would have been 2021. I think Frog got a piece of every hunt he was in other than we had hunted one pro sport truck hunt in Reading, Michigan. And we did not do any good there. But everything else, $2,500 hunts and that, everything we got a we brought home a paycheck from yeah yep yeah well i was looking at a pedigree online and i don't have a up-to-date pedigree on him at all the one that i saw here on this one particular pup he was showing seventy thousand two hundred sixty six dollars in like that that's it what yep. is that pretty much yep. what he's got now that's it yeah okay that's pretty darn impressive and at that point you know, on that pedigree he had 124 pups that had won yeah. 18,700 and some dollars i'm sure that's changing you know yeah. probably daily but uh, uh that's pretty darn impressive for sure i remember back when mill creek molly 
was the all-time money leader with around yes. $100,000, you know. And uh, back in the day, seventy grand mm-hmm. was a lot of money. Uh, yeah. And it is today, too. But still, you know, with these larger entries and all larger payouts, yes. it's kind of gotten crazy now. But, uh, but okay, so you go out to Salem. Anything notable or anything you really remember about uh, the Super Stakes? The there? final cast. I, I wasn't out there until the final cast. Um, I went out there for that, and, and that that final cast was something else. Good guys in there. Uh, we had the Ruby Dog, Ben Hale, Andrew Steele. She's off of Willie. Um, had the Cash App Dog, yeah. Nick Brady, with which I drawed App when his name was Enos as a one-year-old at the Super Stakes. He was owned okay. by Jay Miller yeah. then, which is right up here at Middlebury, Indiana. Um, that was a good cast. I was out on the road listening. Um, what really, you know, I I told my wife all along. I said Frog's going to win the Super Stakes at some point, and. Uh, I was out at the road, and it was, see, um, Scott Faulkner had come back. He was in the cast. He was walking along. He'd come back. He said, well, it's down to Frogger and Cash App. He said, if Frogger's got a coon, he wins it. Well, I didn't have any cell phone service, you know, so it's just killing me. You can hear Frog treed way left-handed. You could hear App treed way right-handed, and, uh, so I'm out at the road, you know. That, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And, uh, <laughs> Scott said, well, I'm going to go down the road when they get done. He said, I'm going to pick Nick Brady up. So okay. So I'm sitting there not knowing what's going on, you know, and I'm pacing the road. And pretty soon here comes Nick Brady's truck, and he's flying down the road, and he stops, and the truck's about sideways, and he jumps out, and he says, Virtual Davis, he said, Frogger won it, and he said, I couldn't be more happier for you. And, you know, that is sportsmanship. How about that? You know, it come down to him. Yep. yep. He's a West Virginia yep. boy, That's right. like That's I am, right. by the way. And uh, <laughs> so that I thought that was neat. You know, I thought, you know, here's a guy that, you know, he wanted to win it as bad as we did. Um, oh, Come course. down to Frog yeah. having a coon. They walked in. He had a coon. It was over. And uh, that was just exciting, you know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there, okay, that shows you've, now the Ohio State Championship you, yes. that you won, was PKC. that the PKC yes. or UKC? PKC. Yep. Okay. Good, good, good. All right. Yes. Now he is he made, a grand he knight. He made grand knight as a one-year-old. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's outstanding. Well. Then what led up to you deciding to go hunt in the AKC world hunt? Because we all know, you know, that uh, everybody thinks about UKC and PKC and maybe a lot more I wish would think about the AKC world hunt because it's a good hunt. But uh, what was the decision on that? The the AKC world hunt was down there at Bainbridge. And he said, what do you think about it? I said, I don't know. I said, we can talk about it. So it got closer there. 
And he says, hey, he said, do you want me to run him in that? He said, it's only about an hour from my house. I said, yeah, you might as well. And so that's just kind of, you know, just kind of a spur of the moment, you know, go do it. And he went uh, mm-hmm. the first night, got him in. I think it started on a Wednesday, you know. And I guess he would have had to, I think, go back on Friday night. Yeah. Went back on Friday night. I believe he had to win two rounds in to get to Saturday. And yeah. I showed up uh, down there Saturday for the final cast. And boy, what a final cast. Them dogs in there, you know, you had Echo in there. Micah, Micah Markham hunting the, yeah. the Oreo dog. and Greg Maynard. You know, yeah. it, it was uh, quite the cast. Mm-hmm. Greg just won. Yeah, Greg just uh, just uh, the night before yes. we recorded yep. this one or truck yep, I seen Pro that. Sport. Yeah, at yes. the Good Springs, Alabama. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. With the powder female. Yeah. Well, wow. That yeah, a terrific final. What well, do you remember I wasn't about allowed that? To go on, on the cast. So uh, me and uh, fella lives down there, Jerry Lewis. We went pleasure hunting. Another one of them deals. I had no service. <laughs> I had no idea what's going on. <laughs> Guys from uh, back around the house here was mm. texting me. Good job. Looks like Frogger's, you know, putting on a show. And I'm like. I don't know. I, I, I just get a no. I, I That's get a not text fair, here and is there, it? You know, as we were driving or whatever, and, and it was killing me. But uh, yeah, then we were, we found a place where we had some service, and Jerry says, "I'm going to pull over so you can, you know, try to get some info." And uh, yeah, I believe it was Bo Grove, Shane Groves's boy. Um text me congratulations i said did we win <laughs> so <laughs> yep got back there then and then waited on eric and of course that win meant the world to eric because uh uh the first hunt he ever went to was an akc hunt yes and oh yep, i see it, yeah Mm-hmm. They're good hunts, you know, and I think a lot of coon hunters overlook them, but they got a good set of rules that works really well. It kind of brings the coon hound to the top. They're not designed to eliminate dogs. They're designed to let the dogs hunt and let the dogs compete. But uh, I think, you know, of course, being the author of those rules, I, I'm prejudiced or partial but I, I believe that, you know, they are uh, a fair set of rules that are fun to hunt under. And the strike rule's a little different than anything else, and that's where a lot of guys get hung up on them. But, uh, but yeah, well, that, that, that's really – well, you're going to be, you know, when you win a world championship title virtual, and I'm sure you know this, but for the listeners out there, yes, that is forever. That's going to be on the record books forever. Twenty twenty one AKC, the world's largest kennel club, mm-hmm. the world's largest kennel club. Okay, I mean the AKC registers more dogs than UKC and PKC and any KC you can imagine okay. all put together. Now they're not all coon dogs. You know, some of the various breeds and so forth. But, uh, 
you know, it, it, it's no small yes. potatoes outfit, <laughs> really. And to win that is very, very, very prestigious in the overall world of dogs, I'd say. So I congratulate you for that win because uh, I, I know, you know, that yep. they don't just give it away. You know, it's, it's a good deal. Well, was it at that point then that you decided or started thinking about yeah, maybe retiring um, Frog? You know, I had told Eric, I said, hey, I want to kind of slow down. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I look at it the right way or not, but I, I was looking at him. At You know, I was hunting a couple of young dogs out of him. I'm liking what I see at that point. And, you know, Frog had won at that point. I think he'd won 53000 in PKC. So I'm starting to think, what's the point, you know? Well, why keep pushing him in the hunts, which I don't know. There's different ways of looking at it. You know, some people look at it like you got a good one. You, you hunt them until they, they blow up or, or die or whatever. I don't know. I was looking at kind of the whole spectrum of the dog, you know, he's very special to me and my family. He's a winner. He's a coon dog. That's fun to hunt, just a pleasure hunt. And I'm seeing at that point he's reproducing you know so i told him hey you know we will run a few but which was hard because you know eric's one of the hardest hunters out there he's one of the he's a very respectable dog oh absolutely um he loves the dog you know i know him and frog they've got a bond and so it was really hard but I ended up bringing him home at the world hunt, the AKC world hunt. I left him with a young dog out of frog and I brought frog home for the winter and hunted him and collected him. And, you know, then we come out in the spring. We had, I think, I think three big hunts we were going to hit right in a row. And, you know, I told him, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, probably going to be done then. And well, I guess we went to the nationals. I forgot about that. The nationals and then, and then some $2,500 hunts. And he picked up, I guess he won about 17,000 in those hunts. And I was like, yeah, I think, you know, it's time to, it's time, you know, I'd been collecting him and a lot of people had called about breeding him, but they did not want to AI. Well, then people started AI. But I guess, I don't know, I'm just kind of different. I'm a working man. I know how hard money is to come by. I watch these people spend $1,000, $1,200, $1,500 getting a litter of pups out of frog. And I thought, you know, I hate that. You know, it, it's costing people a lot of money to get a litter out of him. That That part was bothering me. And... Me and my wife talked it over. Let's just retire him, you know, so that that's, and I don't know if it's the right decision, you know, but. Well, it's your decision and, and, you know, nobody can ever look in the crystal ball and say what's down the road, but it's your dog and your decision. And, and, uh, so now yeah. you are live breeding him now. 
some? Yes. No, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I know my friend uh, Randy Smith, I mention him quite often. He just came back from your place, I believe, uh, and brought yeah. his world champion yeah. female over to, to Frogger. And, uh, of course, that's where yeah. Keston and I got this puppy that that we have yeah. now was from Randy. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the third female Randy's bred yeah. to him. And that's uh, That's huge. I've been reading about Randy Smith for years, you know. You, you know, uh, uh, Randy and I are good friends. I, I really didn't know Randy until 2016 when he won the World Hunt, and I spent a lot of time mm-hmm. talking to he and Tom Strang and Rick Strouser, who handles for him, out at Greencastle yep. at the World Hunt. And and then Terry Walker and Randy have been going fishing for years up at the Canada and all this. Okay. So uh, Terry had been telling me about it, but Randy and I just became – Good friends, and I think he kind of looks at me like a like a uh, a second dad or whatever. But we've gotten to be really good friends, and he puts so much effort and thought into breeding dogs. You know, he he yes. it's not a, just a happenstance thing with him. And I'm you know, Randy doesn't pay me to be a spokesman for, for low buying <laughs> kennels, you yep. know, which I know I sound like that sometimes, but man, it's impressive when you go up there and he'll just pick out this one or that one out of the kennel and you cut him loose. It's a coon dog. I can promise you it's a coon dog if it comes out of yep. that kennel. So anyway, that's good and and uh Again, Kessler and I are really excited about the little female we've got here. Well, um, so it ha- has the uh, breeding schedule picked up? I'm not trying to get into your business, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's been yeah. pretty pretty good, pretty steady. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I bred one from, from Michigan mm-hmm. this morning. Um, I think it was Thursday, bred one out of yeah. Indiana. The week before, bred one out of yeah. Virginia. Well, that's um, good. That's good and Got steady. another one. To, yeah. 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 Yep. Well. Got one, I think, at the end of this week, Louisiana. Right. A Willie female out of Louisiana. Yeah, that sounds good. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, Virtual. We certainly wish you nothing but the absolute best with him. Uh, any future plans? Are, are you still making frozen semen available to those that want it or... Uh, no, you're not no, doing I'm not. that at all. Um, be honest with you, I don't have a lot, and what I do have, I don't want to mm-hmm. part with. I plan on, you know, I plan on collecting any more, yeah. but uh, yeah, I I just I don't have a lot on him. Well, I think that's wise. You know, what is he for now? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're yep. wise to collect him while he's young. That's for sure. That's yes. for sure. Well, let's uh, let's tell our listeners what it's like to walk out to the kennel, loan, uh, load that hound, take him out there, name him, and fire him toward one of those Northwest Ohio woodlots. How how's he operate? What what's he doing? What's what's he going to sound like? What you know? What's a hunt with Frogger like? Well, um, the one thing I really like about him is it, every night's the same with that dog. When you pull him out of the box, he's got one thing on his mind. He don't care if there's three other dogs coming out of the box. He don't look over his shoulder at him. He don't care. You turn him loose, he's going to throw dirt in your face, and he's going to be in there, and he's going to tree a coon as quick as he can. And he is 
the most focused animal I've ever turned loose. And it doesn't matter if you're at a hunt, pleasure hunting, it doesn't matter. It don't matter if you just bred a female, whatever. He don't care. He's single-minded. He wants a tree coon. Yes, he is. Yes. Um, he does it quick. Yeah. You know. Will um, he gear down and cold trail or does it? Yeah. He will. He will. Um, he's not going to go in there and strike a weak no, old track, no. you know. Um, he, I call him more of a medium nose type dog. He's not an ambusher. He will he will get down and run a track. He will grub one, but he's not going to stand yeah. on his head. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To me, he just he don't have a lot of downtime like that. He's uh, probably one of the the most important things to me, especially in this day and age where we live. Now I'm very fortunate. We've got good people around here that'll let you hunt. Um. He's going to tree a coon where you put him. Yeah. If you put him in a 20-acre woods, he's, I mean, if he has to, he's going to keep going. But that's not his style. He wants to tree a coon where you put mm -hmm. him. He knows and where they live. That are up, and that, is he typically, what, you know, there's a lot of conversation goes on about what really is a layup dog, you know. And, and mm -hmm. uh, is he a dog that can locate a coon that's up there, as they say a lot? Uh, sleeping, yes. you know, that kind of coon. Yep, he can tree a layup coon. Yes, he can. Yeah. So he will wind and use the air currents and so forth to, to locate. Yes. Them. That's that's yep. what I love in a hound. I really like yep. that. I love a good trailing dog too, but I don't want one to stand on its head, and I don't want one to open nope. too much on the ground. I'd rather them open yes. here, there, you know. But everybody has their own choice, or their own preferences. Yes. I should yep. say, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I hear and I I see on on uh, Facebook that you got a pretty darn nice pup there that you're hunting out of him right now. What? Well, Which one? Okay, tell us <laughs> the youngest. The well, youngest yeah, one? the youngest one I think is the one that's kind of got everybody excited right now. I know Keston; he's grinning yeah. over here like a, like a, as I yep. used to say, like a mule eating briars, you know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> well, yeah, tell us about some of the pups you got. Um. Well, I kind of I'll start with the oldest, the one I'm hunting this season's been the we call him Fame. Um. He's out of Scott Morris's Montana female, which is off a of bushwhacker. She's Bodenberg bred on the bottom side. That Terry oh, Shoe, yeah. West no Unity, Terry Ohio, well. one of the best dogmen around. Yeah. He, tra um, he trained, started uh, or I believe, he, didn't he train Mill Creek Molly, or he had her sister yes, he and did. all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, he, had, he had Molly yep. and Abby. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. But Terry bought him and he bought two of them as puppies and got them started, sold the other one back to me. And he ended up a uh, good friend of mine, Bill Fetter, mm. he was hunting him and he got run over. There's but, uh, a name that's this, associated with good hounds, too. Yeah. Yep, you yeah. betcha. And uh, fame started early. I can't remember, but I want to say he. Last season, he would have been, them pups were born in February, so 
you know, he'd been like nine months old when season come in. I think he treed over 50 coon with him in the open, just hunting him strictly by himself. He sold him right after season and uh, to Randy Lawson. Randy's a logger up in Michigan there. And Randy he had a busy year this year and didn't get put a lot of hunting on him. So I, I got him bought from him. And I really like him. He's he's solid as a rock, hard, hard hunting dog. When he parks, it's over, and he's pretty darn good about having a coon. So that's the main one I've been hunting. And then the the poker face dog, that'd be the right. one you're talking about. He's off of he's off of the wax star dog of Jay Miller's. She's another bushwhacker female. That pup there, he's got me pumped. He's he's as close to frog as I've seen yet. I yeah. Um, got that mouth. Oh, definitely. Big locate, yeah. and he is looking to get treed. He's just. I need to look. I don't think he's seven months old yet. He's. I think he's six months old. Hmm. Um. Yeah. That 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 pup there the first night in the woods, fame tree to coon. And the pup, he was off barking, acting crazy. He comes flying in there by that tree, and I shot that coon out, and he dove right in there on it. Never seen a coon, <laughs> never seen nothing in his life. And I laid a drag through there and hung it. He treed every breath. I thought, boy, I, I like this guy. I went to another spot. Fame went in there about probably just 200 yards off the road, treed a coon. That pup rolled up with him. Yeah. And, you know, you think, okay, you get in there and the pup's going to be barking at the old dog. Hey, that pup was on his own side of the tree, you know, treat every breath with him. And that pup ain't looked back. He's he split treed several times now. He's treed just night four last. I, you know, dropped him and frog. He treated a couple coon with frog. Then I, I cut the pup by himself and he treated coon by himself. Um doesn't have big hunt by himself yet. He'd get out there a couple hundred yards. But from what I've seen out of him, he's an outstanding track dog. Mm. I mean, runs runs to catch. Yeah. And, yeah, he's. I think he's got a bright yeah, future. Yeah, that's exciting, and especially when you've got yeah. a, a nice dog like Frog, and then you can produce one like that, and, and you know, it just uh, – Breeding better dogs is what this sport is all about. I, I years ago when I went to work for PKC, Larry Meeks and I had a conversation. He said the success of PKC, Steve, is going to depend on good dogs. And if you yeah. think about that, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can take that. You know, it's going to good dogs are going to keep people interested in the sport. Good dogs are going to win and produce results for the people that invest in them it's all the the better the dogs are the better the sport is you know yes. and i think our sport went through some trying times down through the years you know with dogs and still happens but dogs that tree too much you know dogs that babble too much all these kind of things that young impressionable impressionable hunters seem to think it's all cool because they're out there and they got a GPS and they got a big truck and then all the gear and they're having a lot of fun. 
but they don't stop and think, you know, about the quality of the dog they're hunting. Uh, yes. And for old guys like me, they're kind of purists about it all. You know, I have my likes and dislikes, and they may not be what's winning today to a high degree. But anyway, the point being, without over overstating the issue, the more good dogs we have, the better shape our sport's going to be in, that's for sure. Yep. And, uh, well, we're all excited around here, uh, Birchall, about these frogger pups now because uh, we got one and we want – we want to have some stories <laughs> to tell, too. Yeah. Keston, t- t- talk a little bit about Fancy, just about, like, what what kind of pup she is and everything. She's a real smart puppy. When we first got her, Steve dropped her off, and uh, <clears throat> we actually had another dog, and I, I just got a two-bay kennel, and she's actually been staying in the house. She plays with the kids. She stays up in the living room. And uh, just got her outside last week, and uh, – but as young as she is, the kids, they done it with my other dog, too. I used to keep him in the house quiet. Just the command, she, she'll shake your hand, she'll see it. She, she's never used the bathroom in the house. I don't know how she learned that from the day brought, <laughs> from the day we brought her home. When she when she's ready to use the bathroom, she goes and trees the doorknob. She'll go to the, sit down to the door and just bark, 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 bark till you let her have to use the bathroom. And uh, I showed her a coon. I took her hunting, I don't know. With uh, another young dog I had, I guess it's two or three weeks after I got her and showed her a coon, and she really liked it. And then uh, that second coon that I showed her, I never let her see it till she treated it. I just waved that drag without ever letting her see it, and she treated it. But uh, other than that, she's been a smart puppy. She sort of scared me the first couple nights I took her out. She wasn't big enough to... Collar, the Garmin <laughs> collar went and fastened around her neck. It would, it would come over her head. She wasn't big enough to even wear it, and you'd turn her loose. And I scared to death I was going to lose her. I mean, she was gone. I mean, I don't know where she went in the first two nights. <laughs> and then she finally got big enough where I could put that collar on her, and I'm serious. Uh, she'll go with the mother dog. She'll go with him three or 400 yards till he gets off, runs off the leaves her. But then she'll come back and she'll go three or four hundred yards in the opposite direction, just by herself, just out messing around. But uh, I believe she'll be all right. I do. Yeah, yeah, we got we got high hopes for her for sure. But uh, any others around the country that are really standouts, virtual that you're hearing about, or or what? Um, you know, most of Frog's pups are in that six month range. You know, he does not have a lot of older right. pups, but a uh, couple, couple dogs that had been the first two that we trained around here had been the farmer dog. He's in Tennessee, and the fancy dog that Shaq McCullough owns. Oh, okay. I didn't know um, Shaq had one. Yeah. Yep. Shaq bought her from me and Eric. Um, I don't know where she landed up in the Missouri state race, but I know she, she led the state of Missouri. For quite a while mm, this okay. year, she she's a real coon tree and female. Awesome. The farmer dog, super nice dog. He's one of my favorites. Just uh, just solid. Yeah, tree yeah. a lot of coon. Good dude. Um, yeah, I'm getting a lot of lot of good feedback. Um, I had a fella. I'm not going to say who he was. He he he'd bought a pup off a frogger and is actually out of Randy Lawson's female. And, He's not a pup man. He told me, he said, I don't know why I got a pup, you know, but uh, 
he sent it over to another guy's to hunt and start. And, and uh, he called me up. He says, man, he said, this pup just don't show no interest. And I said, you quit pushing it. I said, that pup will let you know when it's ready. And he said, boy, I don't know. I don't know if this pup's ever going to make it. A couple weeks went by. He called me back. He said, I have to call you. He said, you was right. He said, we're trying to push you, and he wasn't ready. He said, last night that pup took a track, struck it. He said, the old dog was sitting in there treed. He said, that pup struck, drove a track up in there, come treed. He said, treed like an old dog. Toenails in the wood. He said, had the coon. He said, I, I, I cannot believe it. I said, well, out of these pups, you can't force them. Yeah. You know, you have to be patient. Right. Let them tell you when they're mm -hmm. ready. Some of them six months old, some of them's 10 months old. You yeah. know, you just don't know. Yeah. That individual pup has to let you know. But, uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of feedback. I, I've got another pup that I own, that Jerry Lewis in Bainbridge, Ohio, is hunting him. He's off of uh, Eddie Gottfried's Firefly, which would be off of a litter mate to old hardwood fine. Mm. Um, I was really excited when Ed made that cross, and I, I bought a male pup back out of that litter. He treed two coon this week, six months old. Jerry told me, he said, this is one of the best pups I've ever had my hands on. Huh. Um, he tried buying him. I said, no, no. They always I call him. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. I call him Frogger's fly bait. Um, <laughs> That's good. But yeah, fly bait and poker face, they're special. Um, yeah. Unique you know, they names, got, too. I like that. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. But they're, you know, the, the mothers to them, both platinum champion females, mm. and they got real pedigrees. And yeah. I've had a lot of people trying yeah. to buy both of them, but the, they're kind of in right. Frogger's status. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, the more we talk about the dog, the more people are going to make unre unrealistic expectations uh, about yeah. them. You know, they're not going to, as I said, or heard somebody say once, they're not going to walk on water and talk on TV. No. You know, they're dogs. No. But it sounds like you've got a real, really nice dog. Well, I know you do. And it's good. It's always good to be able to see good people with good dogs and, and doing good things. And that's why we wanted you on the podcast tonight, Virtual, uh, because you got a great reputation. And I see why after spending this hour talking to you, uh, we wish you absolutely the very best with Frogger going forward. Do you have any special plans for him or for these pups or, or anything? No. No, we're just going to kind of, I want to come out in the spring with the fame dog, run him in a few hunts and put some titles on him. And then um, the final four female, mm -hmm. uh, Johnny Watkins, oh, yeah, Razor Lights man. there. He's, yeah. yes, very good guy. We're partners on her. Mm -hmm. We're going to run her and just kind of slowly bring poker face and fly bait along and, and hopefully yeah. come next fall, you know, yeah. get them out. And, yeah. Show them off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, if I was 48 years old, I'd be doing all that stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I got I got a good group of people behind me. You know, when you got guys like Eric Pyatt, Bill oh, Federke, yeah. Yeah. Scott Morris, Jerry Lewis. I mean, they're, they're just great people, great dog guys. That, that You can't do it alone. No, no, no. You have good people. 
and you know, people like yourselves buying pups. I mean, I know you guys are going to put time into that pup, and that's what you got to have. Well, you know, I had to reach a point in my, we'll call it career, if you want to, for lack of a better word, that I knew that I could not physically do with the dogs that I, what I knew they needed, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm fortunate to have a real nice young plot dog in North Carolina right now with a partner. And he's still, in fact, Rob Fry picked him up at Bill Shinnegers and took him down yep. to Mark Miller's in North Carolina. But without guys like Mark Miller and like Keston Jesse here, Keston, you know, he'll hunt every night it gets dark, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I can't do that physically. And so we have to learn to depend on other people. But that's yes. that's what we do have to do, you know. And it, yep. it, and my dad said this years ago. He bred plot dogs again, but he said, Steve, when I get too old to prove my dogs, I'll stop breeding dogs. And mm -hmm. that's exactly what he did when he got too old that he couldn't. Of course, he had some help too. A guy named John Harris there in West Virginia, extremely hard hunter, helped my dad a lot with his dogs in the latter years. But you've got to have that kind of network. Yes, and and you're you're a wise man to to point that out because uh, that sounds like you've got a good team there. I know yep. you do, so yep. that's awesome. You know, you can have the best reproducer in the world, and I'm not saying I do, but if you don't have people hunting them and and hunting them the right way, you, you don't have nothing. You know, it doesn't do any good to have them tied behind the barn. No, and that unfortunately, that's what happens to a lot of dogs, not only out of Frogger, but any stud dog. There's a lot of good ones out there that got wasted. Oh, no doubt. And that's the biggest frustration for a breeder that tries to do it, uh, you know, for the right reasons is yep. getting these puppies. You know, guy keeps the pup and he puts it in the pen and he throws the feed down to it once a day doesn't teach the pup a thing, has these unreal expectations. Yes. And, you know, uh, but that's all out of your control. You know, when yep. that puppy leaves or that female gets bred and that guy sells those puppies, it's totally out of your control. You know, you just yes. got to hope that it's going to be, you know, the right people are going to get them and do right yep. by them, you know. Yep. But, uh yeah, that's for sure. To me, I always thought that's just such a loss to know that you've got a well-bred puppy out there in the pen and not take that dog hunting. Yeah. You know, that's got me up out of the easy chair many a cold night, you know, yes. knowing that I didn't want to go, but I said, that pup's got to be hunted, you know. Yep, that's for sure. It's a waste if we don't, that's for sure. Well, Birchall, it's been just an absolute privilege for me. We've been at it almost an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, I can talk more if you got more to say. <laughs> I mean, I can well, listen more. That's yep, what I mean. Yep. So, anything you want to add that we haven't covered today that you think maybe I, I would have and, and anything at all? Uh, the only really thing I got is I want to thank everybody. I, you know, like you guys calling me and, and wanting to do this podcast. It, it means a lot to me that people are interested in Frogger because, uh, you know, I seen early on how special he was. And I think now people are, other people are seeing it. 
Yep. And, uh, you know, I thank everybody that's prayed to him, everybody that's thinking about praying to him and spending their hard-earned money buying pups out of him. You know, if, if you put in the effort, I think you're going to be happy. Yeah. Well, what's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Uh, call me um, or message my daughter through Facebook. I don't have Facebook. Mm-hmm. She handles all that for me. So it's okay to give out your phone number? absolutely okay yes all right well what we'll do is we'll post it in the show notes and then i'll anybody that needs to get a hold of virtual davis just send me an im a messenger uh request on facebook and i'll shoot the phone number to you how's that will that work yep you got a you're listed on facebook as davis's rosedale frogger right yes and folks if you don't know in case you've been under a rock uh (laughs) for the last four years that's spelled p-h-r-o-g-g-e-r yeah i know randy smith said he hoped that sue was carrying a lot of little tadpoles (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i sure hope she Uh, took I know they've had trouble getting pups yeah, out of her. And she's boy, been a tough can, one. Yeah. Yeah. If if they can get pups out of that, that'd be yeah, special. That's right. He won't. He probably won't even talk to me about one. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be stingy with those. Oh no, sure. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, tell us a little bit now. I know your daughter helps you with the dogs and with your yes. publicity and all that. That's uh, that's great. Yeah. She she makes up our ads. You know that we put yeah. in the American Cooner and and yeah, it, it's my couple of my buddies. They tease me all the time. You're gonna have to pay her more. That girl goes. You know, <laughs> she answers a lot of a lot of messages day in and day out on there for me. And uh, now her name's she Katie, it. right? Yes, or Caitlin. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Katie. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's cool. Yep. Our granddaughter's Caitlin. So yeah. Okay. You know, all right. That's yeah. great. Get the yeah, family involved. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Frogger. He's. Uh, yeah, he's part of the family, I tell you. It, That's great. Yeah, I've had many offers to try to buy him. And, and, oh, I'm sure. You know, I, I I did. I had a couple pretty serious offers, and I yeah. said something to the wife, and she said, absolutely not. <laughs> you know? When, if mom is not happy, nobody's happy. You That's that. right. That's right. right. I, you know, the dog's been special, and, uh, you know, you sell them. You spend the money, then you've got neither. So that's right. You'll spend more money looking for a replacement. That's why you I call Keston. He's got a real nice young dog out of a Cooney Valley pack of uh, Sean okay. Burdens. Oh yeah, and one of Randy's females. And and uh, I tell him, I said, you know, the, you get these offers on that dog, you'll spend more than that trying to find one you like as well. So you better think about it. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, Virgil, we're going to wind this one up. I think we've about shined the tree. I hope we've uh, answered <laughs> any questions that folks might have out there, uh, you know, about Frogger, about his pups and his background. He's, and, oh, it's a great story, and we're looking for him to write a lot more chapters in that story. And uh, I and, sure hope so. Yeah, I do too. And We certainly wish you the very best uh and uh, as we close this out, I will thank my friends at DU Hunting Supply, dusupply.com. They have anything and everything you need for hunting, for your dog, for apparel. Uh, they sell all the electronic gear, and they service what they sell. Great technical support. So if you need anything at all that way, uh, we, uh, 
would ask that you contact DU Supply. Do you have any sponsors, Birchall, that you'd like to mention? Anybody uh, that sponsors you at all? No, no, I don't. Okay, have. you're winging it on your own, huh? That's right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we believe in spreading the the information out there. We don't yeah. have any any. Uh, any reason not to, and and uh, but uh, once again, folks, uh, this is going to air, uh, I believe, right the day after uh, Christmas. We'll be at the Grand American in the big white vendor barn in the American Cooner Full Cry booth. Come by and see us. I'll have copies of the book, Gone to the Dogs, a Coon Hunter's Journey. Also has some logo hats available. Stop by and howdy and shake with us, and, uh, and we'll have a good time. Uh, if somebody asks you, where's that old beat up, worn out, uh, mouthy coon hunter, Steve Fielder these days, just tell them he's gone to the dogs. 